T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Trago, who joins us to give us a little uh, thought. I guess he's going to be doing some stuff with the Jets here these last couple of preseason games, right? Is that so? Yeah, I did it last Thursday also. I'm on uh, with Ian Eagle and Anthony Beck. I'm in the booth, Mike, which is pretty awesome. And uh, we're doing the Jets preseason game Saturday night against the Saints. All right. So, uh, you know, that's, that's good. You know, the problem, and, and, and this is obviously the, the dress rehearsal game, but the, the amazing thing is these, the teams now treat the preseason games with such anxiety with such fear now, there's there's such they're cloaked in so much fear of somebody getting hurt that it's really uh, it's it's you know it's it's kind of put the preseason games in such a weird place because they they don't know it's like they don't know how to how to approach them. There's almost a conflict as to as to playing these games now. We know how unpopular they are, and it's amazing how you know there's teams now that just don't even you know they don't put their players anywhere near the field. I did the uh, Rams preseason games last year, and I was in the booth with them there. They didn't even play a single offensive starter four games. Then they go to Hawaii on Saturday night to play the Cowboys last week. They didn't even send Goff or Gurley on the plane. That's what I mean. So, That's what it's become. I mean, this the Jets, they learned the hard lesson. They lost Avery Williamson for the season in a meaningless second preseason game. See, but game. to me, you know what? I, and, he, and he said he was wrong. I didn't think he's wrong. To me, hey – these guys are football players. They can get hurt anytime. So what is there, a number of plays that you can play that's permissible before you get hurt? I mean, anybody can get hurt anytime, and this is the conflict. These guys, if they're going to dread playing these players in these games, these games have got to cease to exist eventually because these guys, how are you selling them if no one plays in them? Well, you sell them because the fans have no choice. They, well, that's the idea, the but, you know, but like the, the networks don't want them anymore, and the fans... They don't want them. They got to buy them. But the bottom line is, you get to a point where fans will say, "You know what? Hey, if I don't, if I have to buy these games, I'm not buying a regular season." That's what the fear is. I would think eventually, because nobody they even admit that they're running away from these games. Even even the commissioner doesn't want the games. I mean, so it's such a conf- conflicted thing now. Training camp has become a time of fear now with these teams about getting guys hurt. That's all. That's it's almost like, oh, thank God we survived. Oh, thank God we survived. And now we can start the season. Well, I, you know, I spoke to McVeigh about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, we had three great scrimmages with the Chargers. We had two great scrimmages with the Raiders. We'd rather our guys do that than put them in the game situation, which is an interesting philosophy, but it's not just him. I think uh, the Bears, they didn't even right. start a single guy against the Giants last Friday. And, you know, we're getting the Saints this weekend, and maybe we see Breeze for a drive, but... I can tell you from the Jets' standpoint, speaking with them and speaking with Gase, he likes seeing Sam Darnold operate his offense for a drive or two and just get some confidence. But you better believe these guys aren't going into the fourth quarter, and they're definitely not playing the fourth game. So it is what it is, Mike. And until they change it with a new CBA, it's going to be four preseason games. Maybe you see starters in two of them. 
And the way it's looking, it might be even less than that as we move forward. All right, so to heck with the preseason games. Let's talk about the league right now. What, what's, what's, uh, give me a storyline that interests you right now, something that you're following and something that you're interested in. I'm not as into the Antonio Brown stuff. No, I'm not either. Else. I'm not either. But the running back position is a fascinating one to me. I think both in L.A. with the Chargers and Melvin Gordon and in Dallas with Ezekiel Elliott, I don't think either team and either owner wants to pay those guys a dollar more than what they're making currently right now. And both of those guys, as much as we say the running back position is dead, both those guys are really important for two Super Bowl contenders. So rubber meets the road in the next two weeks. I'm fascinated to see how both those play out. And the way I see the Chargers won, and I know it's L.A. Chargers talk here on WFN in New York, but it does matter. Uh, Melvin Gordon is digging his heels in, and those Chargers uh, owners – if you know, they're not looking to break the bank on anybody which they don't necessarily have to. And from what I'm told, they made a pretty generous offer. Yeah, see, I think, I think he's hurting. I, th- I think he's in, in trouble. I think Elliott's in a different spot because they built that offense around him. they the ones who did that. And when they did that, this reminds me a lot of when Emmett held out. And, and to me, that one will be a game of chicken. If the team plays well without him, then he has to run into camp and just get the best he can. And if the team doesn't win without him, then Jerry will break down just like he did when they went 0-2 without Emmett and he broke down. The bottom line is I think it's game of chicken. Who wins? You know, Does the team play well without him or doesn't it play well without him? What's interesting is that they've done something that I haven't seen Jerry do in quite some time, and he's been very public. And like, There's one thing to be subtle. There's another thing to say that, well, we were thinking that Todd Gurley's money would be the, the standard, but now we're going down to Le'Veon Bell. And then he also says publicly, you know, you don't need a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl. And then the last thing was yesterday, he's chuckling. You know, you saw the Zeke Who stuff that he said two days ago, but yesterday he's chuckling during Jalen Smith's press conference. And here you are rewarding this great Notre Dame player who's been through everything. He gets a new contract. And he's saying, uh, make no mistake about it, the pie just got smaller because we're paying jail on a guy who wants to be here. So Jerry is so, so transparent and so over the top about, you know, we're good and we're not going to break the bank for Zeke Elliott that I wonder if Zeke's camp says, uh, you know what, if you want to play a game of chicken, we will test the waters and we will go into the regular season with this. Well, I, like I said, I think with Jerry, Jerry will buckle if he loses. That's the one thing. He doesn't want to lose. And if so it's it, funny. Like, yeah. you know, is Tony Pollard uh, the most important person on the Cowboys? He's the backup. And remember Derek Lassick yep. in that 93 season couldn't get it going. And Jerry, you know, they're 0-2. All right, let's Bingo. It. And that was that. That was so it. I think it's the same thing. <laughs> I think that because I think, you know, I agree. I'm not one to over. I'm I'm never one to 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 make a big deal about the running back position. But when you build your team like the Cowboys did, where everything is built off the running back, where everything is about the running back, putting you in second and short and third and short, keeping your defense off the field, the whole team is built that way. I think it's a different situation. So, and I'm not the biggest Elliott fan in the world, but I think he is in a good position. While I think Gordon's in a bad position. Yeah, and I think it's gotten a little personal with the Cowboys and Elliott where I don't think they were anticipating this. So with Dak, it's been civil, it's been amicable. Dak showed up, he's playing, Dak looks really good. I think that one's a matter of numbers, and they'll figure it out. Zeke, they weren't expecting a holdout, and it's now been two, three, four weeks, and now it's, okay, what are we doing here? Um, You know, Jerry talking so publicly is one thing. Uh, The other element of it is that you have these other guys all watching what they're getting paid and how they want to get paid. It's a lot to juggle, and I think a lot of Cowboys fans 
are assuming they're a Super Bowl contender, but this stuff starts bleeding into the locker room after these guys go into the regular season and none of them have been paid. All right, what team, uh, do you have a surprise team, a team that you think is, from what you hear, is going to be better than you thought this year? Yeah, I think there's a team that nobody's talking about anywhere, and it's a guy that we both like as a head coach, I think. I think Mike Zimmer's Vikings are very under the radar right now. Well, I think this is now or never for them anyway. I think they had it's now or they're going to fall backwards. So this this is it. He has got to do it this year. They, You know they still have a lot of good players on defense especially. It's got to be now or never for them. Yeah, and you know who they brought in, which I think is the most underrated acquisition of the offseason – Somehow getting Gary Kubiak to leave Denver, where yep. he's been, you know, he's, he's the king and he was working as a consultant for those guys, to be an offensive coordinator slash assistant with Kirk Cousins in that offense. Apparently, they're humming right now. And Cousins had a full offseason, and I know people roll their eyes at Cousins. He's never won a game worth a dime. Um, but everything I hear is that offense is clicking. Cousins looks good. Everyone's on the same page. And yeah, if the hot seat is on for Zim, that's good. I think he's developed, he's uh, performed under pressure when he's had to. So the Vikings are my team in the NFC that no one's talking about. As far as the AFC, I still think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be really good this year, and no one's picking them to do anything. Uh, you know, I, it's almost addition by subtraction with the Brown stuff. But if you've watched their rookie linebacker, Devin Bush, fly all over the field, their defense is going to be better. Roethlisberger and Tomlin are all smiles during training camp. And everyone seems to be very quietly confident there in Pittsburgh. So Steelers and Vikings, two teams that are always in the playoff hunt. I feel like no one's talking about them. Both teams very good this year. I think I think interesting, and and I I think uh, I think big year for Tomlin too. You know, Tomlin's the bloom has kind of come off the rose with Tomlin. He he needs a big season. Uh, you know, he's he's done some kind of strange things. That team, you know, did you know? Listen, he had the guys that were hard to coach. There's no question. Clearly. And, you know, and for Antonio Brown and for Bell, it can't be Ben Roethlisberger's tr- uh, fault anymore. So, uh, I mean, uh, so that's, that's over with. So, uh, I agree with you. I could see the Steelers being good, especially the Steelers have always been good at finding young defensive players. So, if they do that, I, I could see them being pretty good. I mean, a- as long as Roethlisberger is there, I think they still have a – and they, they have firepower anyway on offense. They really did. Let's be honest. They filled in with guys who did well filling in for the big stars. They did a very good job filling in for the big stars. They love the running back, Connor. They love the wide receiver, Juju. And then they added a couple of rookies, a guy named Benny Snell, who's been really good out of Kentucky. And then they have another cat, Johnson, a wide receiver. But – the real, uh, you know, the real X factor is Roethlisberger. He's happy. He's smart. He feels like he's in the best shape of his life. Like these are all the things you want to hear. And he's not dealing with the nonsense. I think this whole past month, if anything, has put a microscope on what Antonio Brown was all about back in Pittsburgh. And you can only imagine the amount of things that the Steelers organization covered up or didn't get public or didn't deal with publicly with Brown because for them to trade him, and it wasn't just a Week 17 situation. This was missed meetings. This was stuff that has gone on between him and other players throughout the past few years. To trade him for a third and a fifth, uh, you know, that is 60 cents on the dollar for what might be the best wide receiver in the NFL. But they seem happier without him, and maybe this past month they're looking at that situation in Oakland and saying, better you than us. All right, we're talking with Peter Schrager. You see him on uh, Good Morning uh, Football and then obviously on the weekend on Fox. A um, couple things. Well, first – from a national perspective, which is your perspective, tell me what the prevailing thought is about the Jets and the prevailing thought is about the Giants. 
prevailing thought on the Jets is let's wait and see. I mean, everyone is excited about the acquisitions and the moves, but let's see how this all works out. Personally, having been uh, in their building a few times now and then also doing their preseason games, I can tell you that they're very confident internally. I wouldn't say they're talking Super Bowl or bust or anything like that, but Darnold is a different man this year than he was last year. And just wait till you see Le'Veon Bell. They're super excited about what he's doing in practice, saying that he's taking the contact in practice, he'll be ready, and he and Gase are as on the same page as he could be with a coach and a new running back. As for the Giants, look, I, I think this Daniel Jones thing is actually working in his favor. Let Baker Mayfield run his mouth. Let everybody see what this can do in preseason. And now the torch being passed eventually is a little easier on the Giants fans than it might have been a year ago or two years ago or even when they drafted Jones. He looked great. Everyone in practice says he's awesome. And from what I'm hearing, Shermer can be happier with the way Daniel Jones is developing. But we'll see when he gets in and if he gets in because you know and I know that if Eli Manning's playing well and the Giants are winning football games, we will not see Daniel Jones this year. Well, that would be the preeminent. I mean, that would be the perfect scenario for the Giants is that they got off to a fast start against the week schedule, that everything falls into place. But, you know, when you look at a team and you look for playmakers, they sure don't have a lot of them on defense. No. You know what, though? I'm from the things that I, that I look at with the Giants, like, did they improve in certain areas? And well, they their improved their offensive, offensive line. line. They did, yeah, they did improve. They improved their the offensive defensive line. line. Defensive line, I have, I, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see some plays made. But the offensive line, yes, they definitely – they put guys who know what they're doing on the offensive line. They'll be much better up front in both, both ways. I think the Jabril Peppers move, which everyone kind of rolls their eyes at because you lose, uh, oh, holy Odell Beckham, and how are we going to live without Odell – Jabril Peppers might be one of the best defensive players in that room right now, and he's young and apparently is lighting it up. So if you have new guys and new blood and maybe it's a whole new feel, there's a chance that they're a better team than perhaps a playoff team. But i got to be realistic. I think the NFC is so loaded that it might be pretty difficult to, to see the Giants make the playoffs this season. Very hard. I mean, there's a couple of teams that, like, to me – I think Kansas City's a no-brainer. I think Kansas City has done everything. If they don't win 13 games, 12 or 13 games, I will be stunned. I think everything they've done, this is Andy's year. I think this is it. I think if Andy doesn't get there this year, he's never getting there. I really believe that. I think everything they've done, I mean, listen, they were a D-Ford offsides play away from winning it all last year. I I firmly believe they would have won the Super Bowl if they were in it. Uh, I think they were an impossible matchup. Uh, and I think they're better offensively this year. So I think that they are going to be an impossible regular season team, but that doesn't mean they get to the Super Bowl. I mean, but no. I think regular season, I think you're going to see the Chiefs score a lot of points. Yeah, no, the Chiefs are unbelievable. The thing that really wows me about them is usually, and you know this, Mike, when a team wins a lot of games and puts up the most points in the league, which they did last year, usually the offensive coaching staff gets rated. The offensive coordinator gets a head coaching job. The quarterback's coach gets an OC job. It happened to the Eagles the year before. With the Chiefs, they bring back every single skill player that was really valuable to them last year towards that playoff hunt. They add the kid, McCole Hardman, out of Georgia, who's a speedster. Sammy Watkins is fully healthy from what everyone is saying. And then you go ahead and you retain your offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. You retain your quarterback's coach, Mike Kafka. It's almost like... They're bringing their entire band back together when usually teams like that get rated. I, everyone expects Mahomes to have this dip or that there's like a book on Mahomes. 
Mahomes did things last year that there's no way a book can solve. And you better believe Andy Reid's got a whole set of new playbook and a whole new uh, set of scheme scheme plays that he's going to roll out with them this year. So I wouldn't be shocked if Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns. Oh. Again. I wouldn't be shocked if he threw 5,000 yards. He's that good, and that offense is that loaded. Kelsey said the offense is markedly improved. And, and, Think about and, that. And that's, that's incredible because it was unstoppable last year. So that's an incredible – uh, I, I really believe that. I, I will be stunned if they don't have really – if they don't have 12 or 13 wins, I will be absolutely stunned. I mean, that, that's that's how good they are. The question is, will they play – you know, will they make the big play when they have to? And, you know, they like I said, last year they know. I mean, they it's, it crushed them that they didn't get there. I mean, they, they – but they had to call that play. There's nothing they could do. He was offside by a mile and a half. There's nothing they could do. Uh, and, you know, just the way – I. You know, the Saints season, you would say the same thing about their motivation. I just don't know if the Saints – I'm not as confident the Saints will put it together the way, uh, the way I think Kansas City will put it together. Well, I think Kansas City is ascending in every single way because of the youth on the roster. The Saints, you know, Drew is 40 at this point, and he did not finish the season the way he started it last year. Now, that being said, you know Sean Payton can call a game as good as, any, as well as anybody, and they're going to be relevant as well. The, the thing with the Saints that, that fascinates everyone points to that play, you know, the penalty and all that, what the Rams' argument would be on the way back from that is saying, hey, we were down 13 nothing in your building, and we won that game. And, hey, Drew Brees got the ball first in overtime, and we intercepted him, and we scored. So, like, the Saints, this whole, you know, we got to get the league back, or we got to find a way to avenge our sins to getting robbed. Yeah, they were robbed. They also had opportunities for the Chiefs. They are left, uh, you know, just, just sick to their stomach knowing those guys that they didn't get the ball at any point in overtime because once he kicked the ball off to Brady, he wasn't giving that back up. They went right down the field and scored a touchdown. Well, listen, they know they had the game won except for a play, uh, a, you know, a, a, just a dumb play, and it, it happens. I mean, um, it, it'll, be, I, it'll be interesting to see how the Rams react. It's like, I'm not a, I think the Rams will be good in the regular season. I, I think they, there's no reason they shouldn't be, but there's a lot of – there's a lot of baggage now for the head coach and the quarterback coming off a real rough day. I, I, I'm not that worried about the coach. I, I think he probably had a, you know, he learned a lot, I'm sure, from that game. But uh, the quarterback had such a bad game. He owned it. He owned it afterwards, which I thought was positive. But, boy, I'll be interested to see how he bounces back because he really had a nightmare in the Super Bowl. That's fair. You could say it was one of the worst performances. One of the worst I've ever seen. Well, let me say this. I've said this many times, having been in the game and at the game, so I can make this statement. If he played a C game, they win that Super Bowl by double digits. That's how many guys he missed and how many plays he missed in that game. Yeah, I I can't argue with you. And, you know, it's it's interesting. Once the, the golden boy goes down, how does he get up, right? We've heard about McVay being such a genius for so long, but he was embarrassed on national TV, too. So they're using that as their motivation. They definitely are looking forward. But they did two moves in the offseason that, again, no one's talking about, that they're really excited about, knowing those guys. They signed Eric Weddle and Clay Matthews, who they already have Aaron Donald, the defensive player of the year, but they think Weddle might as well be the defensive coordinator. He's that smart back there. Right. Then you add in Clay Matthews, who's got the experience. So you add a couple guys who have some championship pedigree. Now, Weddle doesn't have a Super Bowl ring, but he's been there, done that, and they feel like they're ready this year. They're my pick in the NFC. I would bank on those guys over everyone else. And, uh, you know, the schedule is not easy, and they've got answers that they've got to provide to a lot of people who doubt them. 
But I think there there's still enough talent in that room and enough skill at the coaching spot that they'll be able to get it done. And then you know what's an interesting team too? There's a couple of interesting teams. Like the Falcons are interesting. Is this a year where you know they now put the offensive line back together, the defensive front back together after all those injuries last year, and they still have the guys who think they can get there. I'm not sure about them. You know, they got talented players, uh, but a lot. Of, I know a lot of people are on their bandwagon. I don't know. I, I can't tell if they've filled the holes or not, especially in the defensive front seven. Are they going to play well enough to, to be wow. a, a premier team? The offensive line was atrocious last year. They spent two first-round picks Deadly. on offensive yep. linemen. One of them's got a heart condition, can't yep. play. The other one, yep. Chris Lindstrom, was on skates the entire preseason game against the Jets. So as much as they've retooled and re-signed and made sure that the defense is good, if they can't protect Matt Ryan, they've got no shot. I've got concerns about that offensive line. Yep, and fair, to, and fair point. The, the, their pass rush and their offensive line were the question marks. That's the question mm-hmm. marks for them. They've got to, and you know how an offensive line can wreck the team. I mean, it can completely yeah. wreck the team if it doesn't and here's work. A little, I mean, Dan Quinn comes back, and everyone's hunky-dory, and they've got that. But you know what? They fired their offensive coordinator. They fired their defensive coordinator, and they fired their special teams coach. So something was wrong last year, and they're trying to – bring them all back to players, but they have a whole bunch of new schemes and new coaches. We'll see if it works. I'll tell you, again, you don't want to take too much from a preseason game, but having seen their first-team offense struggle against that Jets' second-team defense, I can't say I'm jumping through hoops for the Atlanta Falcons right now. And the other one is is the Eagles. I mean, because, you know, a lot's expected from them. Loaded, loaded roster, maybe the most well-rounded roster, deepest roster in the league. And I hate saying it because he's a really good kid, and everyone in Philadelphia tells me that he is as ready to go as ever. Um, but let's see if this quarterback can stay on his feet. Because if he doesn't, there goes that. All right, are you on the? There's two teams that have got bandwagons right now. Tell me if you're on the bandwagons or not on the bandwagon. I'm off the AFC one. The I'm first one is the first one is the Browns, and the second one is it. the Bears. So you're off the Browns. Are you on the Bears? I'm off the Browns for multiple reasons. I just don't well, know. Well, tell me the reasons. Who's the guy in the room that's going to tell everyone to shut up? No one. Together? No one. Like, who, no one. Point, I mean, I've done this before. I've been through. No one. Uh, not, a and not calls. a first-year head coach either. is isn't going to happen. A first-year head coach who, I, I don't know, is he blindsided every time Baker and Odell do a magazine cover? Look, I, I think it's good for the league. I think it's fun. And I'm not going to tell Baker Mayfield or Odell Beckham to stop talking. It's good for business for us, but... My God, I don't. I mean, for a team that went seven, eight, and one, you'd think they won the Super Bowl last and year. And they are a target. Thing. They are. A, they're putting a target on their back everywhere they go. Everywhere yeah. they go. They I, might be really good. I, I, no, really I, 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 I agree with you. I think that they're more that they self-destruct. How about the Bears? You on that bandwagon or not? I love the coach and I love the defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano. I just don't love the quarterback yet. I don't know. I got to see them one more year in the playoffs because. Trubisky had a good drive at the end of that Eagles game, set them up, they missed the kick, but it wasn't like he was lighting it up. I would say I'm not on that Bears bandwagon just because I think the Vikings and the Packers are going to be much better this year. Now, before I leave, you know, uh, Mons showed me this uh, this the other day. We were looking at this uh, story, the top 
broadcasters under four, under forty, and we wow. were and we were very unhappy with your rating. We thought you were. What did they give too, me? Uh, you were, Mons, Where was he? He was in the twenties. Is that what he was? Like twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. We it. thought you had to be a top ten guy of the forty I'll guys under forty. You know, come I'll on take now. Take it. I'll take it. No, like, you were I like the you, Marconi Awards. I'll take what I get. You guess. were like you were like twenty five or twenty six. I was like, wait a second, Schrager's got to be like six or five on this list, not twenty five. If I start winning the ratings book every every quarter like you do, we'll start talking about top ten. But until then, I'll sit pretty in the twenties. All right, all right. So yeah, how's the Good Morning uh, Football Show coming along? It's going along great. Season's about to kick off. We couldn't be more excited. Uh, it's on NFL Network every morning. Is the Fun. group still together? Is everybody All ba- four of us. Everybody, so everybody back and forth, huh? We actually like each other. Wow. Well, you know, you, usually somebody bolts. So nobody's bolted. You know who the guy – Burleson's the logical guy to bolt, I think. Yeah, he, no, he's, probably, he's probably thinking in his head every day when somebody right. looks at us and says, what am I doing here? Yeah, he's he, still there. Yeah, he's trying to figure out how to get a straight-hand gig. That's what he's trying to figure out. So I, 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 I get, he's got yeah. about 11 other gigs. Yeah. For now, he still is with us in the So morning. I figured he was the guy who was going to bolt that group. So he hasn't bolted yet, right? So he's still there, right? He's still there, and you know you're always welcome. I, 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 I'm going to come pay a visit this year. I'm going to. I I will make. I'll come pay one visit anyway. That's for sure. You, you know, can come bring bring Mons, bring Mickey Calloway, bring whoever. We'll have them all in. All right. Thanks. Thanks for talking to you along the way. Thanks, Peter. You're the best. Man. All right, Peter Schrager of Fox, and good morning of uh, good morning football and everything else he does. But he is one of the uh, bright young guys in the business. Back after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 